This Arizona roller coaster ride just keeps on going. Back-to-back shutouts and a preview against the team that just fired their coach. Let's get into it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. I want to thank everyone for making the show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we're coming back after uh, just a, 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 a small day off on Monday. You know, just had to recharge a little bit, right, Matthew? I was uh, but sick. You know, my bad. I died nah, last it's... night. <laughs> it is fine. It is fine. Um, but we do have to talk about what we what happened over the weekend. Arizona Coyotes getting back to back shutout wins over the Sharks and the Senators. I'm uh, gonna talk about whether or not they're convincing enough uh, to kind of like get the as they broke the you know they broke that you know, terrible losing streak mm-hmm. and can they keep it keep it alive over the Senators? All that's coming up on today's episode. So let's start talking about uh, first of all, I guess let's go in order. So let's talk about the win of the Sharks. You mean one of the most boring games I've had to work in my life? The, oh my the, god! The Finnish yeah. Fettuccini gets it done in the second period. Is six from Bukestad and Moser at fourteen forty-five, and that was it. Like, like the, the shots by period nine to six, uh, sharks eight to five in the second coyotes, 10 to seven coyotes in the third total shots of 24 to 21. They're just that, that building was also kind of dead. Like there was just not a whole lot of momentum. There's a couple of good plays, a couple, ah, uh, ah, uh, and that was it. No, I a hundred percent. And you know, one of the things too, is like, yeah, sure. You're, you know, you're be happy about the win. Be as happy about as, you know, as you know, Take every win you can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I said it on the preview show for that game, uh, and on for that one that does that game specifically. And again, we'll go to the overarching of the back-to-backs in a little bit. Um, but for that game specifically, I said I won't be convinced unless it's like a dominating, let's say, like a six-nothing yep. win or something like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it like a six-nothing or like a six-one win. Like I wanted to see the Coyotes curb stomp the Sharks, but. That didn't happen. It wasn't convincing enough. Yeah, sure, it was a shutout, but it just didn't, it just didn't vibe well with me. I was like, yeah, got the win, but it's one nothing over the Sharks. Look, a, a dub's a dub, but uh, San Jose currently has twenty one points. They they are are still under ten wins. The Coyotes right now are a point ahead of the Blues. They're still in the second wild card spot. Nashville's making a, separating themselves a little bit. They're four points behind Nashville. It, I am a, a little disappointed. I'm not going to criticize a win. All right. I, I am going to say the game was boring. I am going to say I, I expected more. I expected this team to be angry. You just lost. You, you popped off. What was that? Three, four losses in a row. You needed to come back swinging and. I mean, they got the win. I'm not going to complain, but I'm going to complain a little bit. It was really, really boring. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
And like I said, it needed to be an exciting, like an exciting, like dominating win. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. I'm not going to, you know, grovel over it too much because, like I said earlier, a win is a win is a win. Is a win. Is a win. Is a shutout win for uh, Connor Ingram. Uh, uh, side note, because I, I, I'm, I'm going to show my, my personal channel a little bit. I'm working on a video for the last 10 games. Um, that's his, what, third shutout in the stretch? Yep. Or third since the, the cup gauntlet. So the Vegas game, I think, is just outside of this window. But that's a ridiculous amount of shutouts Connor Ingram is putting up right now. No, absolutely. It's just unbelievable that he's played that well. <laughs> right? He's been he's continually been impressive. Uh, and we talked about, you know, the losing streak. And I feel like, uh, you know, continuing the stardom really ended up hurting that losing streak. And it kind of ended up leading to a lot of other snowball effects. Mm -hmm. um in those games he had enough break time that time he finally had enough time to recover and he looked and he got the shutout again yeah and he looked solid now to be fair it's against san jose, san jose <laughs> yeah to, to be fair <laughs> to be fair <laughs> to be fair uh they were playing san jose but at the same time a, a shutout in the nhl is never ever something to scoff at so it, it, it was weird how, how he plays against boston uh, they, they, the way they split it up in the, the back to back with, with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. And then speaking of Buffalo, they beat they get the revenge game against Buffalo. Not as much of, of a, of a kicking as I would have liked because Buffalo blew them out, but it, they won. You got the dub back. You got it back. I think that to me, I think is a crucial, um, a crucial piece. You kind of wanted to take that back to get your confidence back. Yeah, so uh, Clayton Keller is 10th goal of the season from Alex Kerfoot. Kerfoot's got 14 assists in the season, by the way. Down this stretch, his last 10 games, I, th I think it's around 8 or 9. I, 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 I want to point that out, actually. <laughs> Alex Kerfoot, I, I think in terms of like a lot of discussions, and maybe 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 I'm like looking at the wrong forms, whatever it is. But to me, it just feels like Alex Kerfoot is severely underrated right now. Like he's just not getting the attention that he deserves because he's been he's been playing well. Maybe he needs that because like we weren't hyped. We were happy the Coyote signed him. That's a good depth forward. If you want to argue about the contract, you can. I don't really want to. Uh, but maybe he needs to be the underrated type to put up these kind of numbers. Maybe if he's gonna outpace Clayton Keller and like assists in a stretch of games, <laughs> we gotta like talk about him like he's gutter trash. Like, nah, he's like the 14th forward and then he'll keep scoring good points. Yo, I mean, I'm I'm 100 for that. I'm also 100 for just you know the overall role that he plays and you know helping complete whatever line he's on, whether it's you know filling in you know filling in center as like top line a top line center for the power play unit, or um or just you know being the uh, the extra alongside like earlier in like for example at the beginning of the season when it was like him uh, Zucker and, and Cooley, like that was a great line, like. He fits well. He's been fitting well in every and every um, almost every and most opportunities he's been given. Yeah, and it's like he, he just filled the the traditional bottom six or really quiet, no points for the first X amount of games, and then he, when he needed to fill in the middle, the top six, or he just starts scoring points. So let's give it the goal scoring summary. Kells is 10th from Kerfoot at 15 12. I think I just got off saying that. Uh, then Liam O'Brien, his third at 9 36 of the third period from Logan Cooley. Uh, one of those weird things where both goals end up only having one assist. So I guess we're watching a Euro League, Robin. 
uh, only one assist thrown around Liam O'Brien. At least he scored and Cooley was able to set that up. I still am questioning the motive behind playing Cooley where he's at. The only logical assumption I can come up with is he needs to get his confidence back and quote unquote earn those minutes back. So maybe that's the route they're going. His his production's definitely fallen off in in the last stretch of games. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm 100 with you on that. Um, One of the things I do want to point out though is um, the fact that it was uh, back to back shutouts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kuelve Melka getting a shutout himself as well. Um, I mean, like, you said, yeah, I think Veggie needed a game like that. Yeah. He needed that. For, for that trade value. Mm-hmm. That, and also, like, we don't hate Kuelve Melka on this no, show. No, we don't. Connor no, we Andrew don't. just a starter. So, like, when you have a fringe guy like Veggie, good teams trade that guy, get a solid backup and some assets. That's what you do. Veggie, Veggie can go be a, a fringe starter somewhere else. Connor Ingram's got this net. Yeah, he's 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 got it locked down. I do feel like you know in a trade scenario for um, you know for Veggie, like the Coyotes still need to acquire another like back like I could say like a true backup or someone like um, you know someone who can easily fill as a tandem role alongside um uh alongside Ingram because you don't want to give Ingram you know 99% of the reps. Oh, you yeah, saw no. we saw what that does. You want something that can give yourself like a healthy split, but you're definitely gonna give Ingram more of those games. Yeah, like the one one was definitely a, a little extreme. It went on for a little long, but you were trying to establish who that number one goalie was through yeah. their play. As soon as you found it, I think like a three to one split, maybe four to one is the way to go. Two to mm-hmm. one might be a little too short, but like three games on, one game off, I think that's more than perfect for how the schedule usually aligns and that should keep mostly well rested. Find a guy that can play what is that on average once a week? Yeah. Find a guy yeah. that could do that. Or once yeah. every week and a half, I guess, is, is the technical math if you're doing like at least a day off in between games yeah as long as we don't have to see as we saw earlier uh earlier in your season where uh you had the end of starting ingram like like six seven games in a row like let's not do that again no let's not do that again please again yes (laughs) yes sure he played really well for the for the first five game stretch and you kind of had to ride the hot hand while the win streak was active, I get yes. it. <laughs> I, I, I totally get it. The Philadelphia, or not the Philadelphia game, the next game, that's where it got a little mucky. They they did mishandle the the practices a little bit. It happens. Things happen. It's the National Hockey League. You know what else happens? We get a break time. Let's talk about the sponsor of today's show, and that is FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL season stays hot on FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if the Cardinals can manage anything resembling a win. (laughs) That's $150. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
you know, Matt, I very, very well might consider getting a uh, getting a money line bet on the on uh for my for me personally the uh, the Forty Nine ers versus Ravens on Christmas Day. Who knows? I'm out of the fantasy. I'm out of the fantasy football playoffs now because Saquon Lockett and uh, ETN didn't do anything for me. Probably have a five game losing. My team this year either could not stop losing to start the season, could not stop winning in the middle, and then could not stop losing down the stretch. Love that. <laughs> uh, former Anyways, champion out of it. Let's let, let's continue. I kind of want to wrap up our thoughts on on the 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 back to back shutouts before we kind of get a, a just a quick look forward, Matthew. Um, but wrapping up the thoughts for the for the for the wins to you. Um, knowing that they were back to back shutouts, were you convinced enough? That they can turn this around and not we don't we don't have to see another stretch that we just saw recently, or are we just gonna continue going through this cycle, or do you need to see more? I, I need to see tonight, so I, I'm gonna explain my reasoning. Um, Buffalo has had a lot of struggles. They are not a terrible team, but they are not a a great team. They're probably lower mediocre right now. San Jose, while playing better, is still overall a bad team. A shutout is not an easy thing. Back-to-back shutouts. And I, I think we forgot to mention it. It's the first time back-to-back shutouts on back-to-back days. So Brian Boucher, you were not talking about you uh, since 1997 when Nikola Habibulin did it. That was one guy. We had two this time. Uh, so that that is not nothing. That is something that I, I want to approach at the forefront here, put that mm-hmm. in front of my criticism and say, that is impressive. That is, that is no easy feat. Carell and, and Ingram had phenomenal games. The defense played well in front of them. The offensive support needs to be there a little bit more. It is what it is. But you are facing team is at 31 out of 32 in San Jose. You're facing a team in the lower half of the league in Buffalo, and you managed three goals over two games. Ottawa just fired their coach. I was actually on uh, uh I was actually on an Ottawa show uh yesterday morning, uh talking some sends and uh the, the idea was thrown around, but it wasn't, a, it didn't get announced. So this, you see it all the time with teams. They, the players get a coach fired. A lot of them either. I don't know if it's taking it personally. I don't know if it's the shock of, we just cost someone their job. I don't know if it's just, they needed that new voice. Sometimes it could be a combination of any of them. I don't know that perspective, uh, but teams come out motivated and they usually tend to rip off some wins after a, a coach firing this is going to be a very motivated Ottawa team. If the Coyotes can win this game, I'll start buying back in a little bit. But uh, again, we're, I'm going to forget the fact that they were shutouts. Beating one of the worst teams in the league by one and then a struggling team to, you know, by two, not that impressive right now. Still good they got the wins. They're back in the playoff spot. I'm not complaining. I need to see them beat Ottawa, who's going to be motivated tonight. Now, I have to double check because I totally forgot exactly what the schedule looked like at the end of last year. But is this technically a homecoming game? I guess it's the homecoming game for uh, Jacob Chikrin. Should be. Uh, according to what I know, and what I know is very little, unless it has to do with the Coyotes, <laughs> this is Chikrin's homecoming. And uh, I, I know for me, I brought it up a little bit on, on that, that episode of Talking Some Sons. Uh, there is definitely a little bit of bitterness from my perspective towards Jacob Chicker because I thought very highly of him as the next potential captain of this team. 
right. whenever you get a divorce like that, it's going to be some bitterness. I don't actually have any, any negative, like, like wishes, like, you know, for chicken, like just don't score against us. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <past that. laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see, you know, I feel like some Coyotes fans can feel still some sense of, you know, maybe like, uh, like, I don't know, like a, you know, like a little giddy, like, you know, kind of like a sense of win in some ways because mm-hmm. the Coyotes are in a better spot now than the Senators are. And they, but the, but Jacob Chicken wanted to leave for specifically for like a playoff caliber team. Um, the 2024 first, not the 2023. It was a good joke by friend of the show, Mike Gould. That was, that was a good one on Twitter. <laughs> that would have been nice if they went after that 2024 first. It's like, hey, unprotected 2024 first. <laughs> because, like, I, I guarantee Daniil Boot, like, would have been available, like, if they would have had, like, a high second round pick. Like, he wasn't really on the board for people. No, he wasn't. I feel like that definitely could have been better. But, but you know what? I'm not going to. Uh, we're not going to get to right now. He's, he's playing well. Not a, a knock against Boot. I'm just saying, I think the no, guy got away got, in the second round. No, yeah, no. Daniil Boot is, ha- is, like, what, one of the top scorers in the KHL right now? Like, I wouldn't go that that far, but I know he's. Having I mean, a like season. he's oh, having a hot. Here. He's having a hot season for a rookie in in the KHL. Well, yeah, They're because like, they don't. It's not a developmental league, so they definitely are not afraid to scratch rookies and kind of mess with them. But let's see his stats right now. Uh, if this would actually load properly, in the MHL, three games, one goal, two assists, three points. At the KHL, a pretty impressive twenty nine games, eight goals, seven assists, fifteen points for a locomotive. Playing well. Very good season yeah. for him. Very productive. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think at least giving, at least again, for this case, the Coyotes fans a sense of at ease knowing that the, you know, with that draft pick, because like it, who knows what, uh, I mean, yes, you're right. It could have gone, definitely would have been drafted later. Um, but when you can find like a diamond in a rough, something like that, like, you know, you, you can kind of prove people wrong. It's like, look, I had guys that said that this guy was going to be good. You guys didn't have anything on your draft boards. Mm-hmm. And just as a small asterisk, of course, we don't actually know if nobody would have taken boot at like 23rd or something. But like, I'm just giving an educated guess that. Yeah, I mean, what, they, what they I think what some people said, not, not for specifically for boot, but for example, for like let's say for Simashev, for example, some people like, oh, yeah, he definitely was going to get taken up before the whatever because like some like it was like not official but like there were some like gm draft boards that were like had him a lot higher up um, yeah he, he would have been like I, I don't think he would have survived 21st just to throw a number out there i don't think he would have survived that that late in the draft but um uh, but that's for that um and talking and again talking about the check and homecoming game seeing you know kind of seeing the kind of effects that, that maybe that game like that's gonna have i'm curious to see what mold arena is gonna um gonna be like with him around um number six jerseys i'm I'm sure that i'm sure coyotes fans will pay at least enough respect for him and welcoming him back to arizona Mm because he played a pretty key role for the team for the last few years oh yeah he did like he should have been the captain like unironically i still stand by that he should have been the captain like he was primed for it the the, yeah. the kid of destiny. Once 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 OEL OEL left, I felt like that kind of like I was under that boat too. I was like, ooh, 
going to be, you know, check for captain. It's going to, it's what it's going to be. But, but neither here nor there, he's gone. So Chicken doesn't exist anymore. Bye bye. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What we're going to do, though, is we're going to uh, get more in depth thoughts as the Arizona Coyotes face the Ottawa Senators uh, tonight. We're going to get our three keys to the game and our predictions. We're going to do all that coming up right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. With the holiday season coming up, I know a lot of you guys might want to look to, you know, buying your buying a friend, a family member, a significant other, uh, tickets to the next great sporting event or, or like concert or other major event in your area or someplace that, you know, if you when you when you buy tickets, you shouldn't have to be, you know, worried about, hey, is this going to be a good seat? Or am I going to be surprised by like these insane fees that are just going to make my co- make the cost of my ticket twice what I thought I was going to pay? Game time is out there to fix everything: of last minute deals, flash flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets at every kind of event in your area. You can even see views from all seats in the venue with their lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in pricing shows your total upfront, so you don't have to get surprised by those insane fees. It will already be included in your ticket price. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Matthew, let's get to um, more in-depth thoughts about this game tonight. Arizona Coyotes versus Ottawa Senators. Um, two teams, like, as we mentioned in the previous kind of segment, kind of trending in different directions. Um, if kind of like in the grand scheme of things, right. You kind of see the base of where they're going. Um, mm-hmm. what's your, what's your initial thoughts? Uh, l- let me just give you some team stats, uh, because the Coyotes need to win this game. I get I'll get a motivated team. They're going to be motivated. Power play wise. The Coyotes are 23.1% 11th in the league. Again, I'd like to see it picked up a little bit. They were top six for a long time. Ottawa is 17.8. They're in the bottom part of the league. Penalty kill, the Coyotes are ranked at 15th. Ottawa is 30th. The Coyotes are going to want a solid power play night. Do it against Ottawa. Uh, goals four per game. The Coyotes are scoring just over three. Oh, we're, uh, that's 18th overall. Whereas Ottawa, that's actually 3.35. They're scoring more than the Coyotes. They're also surrendering 3.42 goals a game. So, their goals for per game is 10th. Goals against is 26th. The Coyotes' goals against is 2.87, so 11th. But the last 10 games, Robin, Coyotes, 6-4-0. At least two of those were shutouts. Uh, Ottawa, we've actually got to watch a couple of their games, including the one I think I think it was against Dallas. Uh, it was while I was at work the other night. Uh, they're on a four-game losing streak. 3-7-0 is their record in the last 10. They are trending the opposite direction. It actually does make a lot of sense why they make a, a, a coaching change. You can't fire the players. You usually fire a coach and, and see if that change will, will help out. Um, this is this is interesting it's because the Coyotes in every aspect except for goals four per game are a better team. We've seen the Coyotes be a better team in a lot of those team categories 
and still find a way to muck it up. So you kind of got to prove it to me against a motivated team. Take advantage of it and get this W. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of with you on it overall, but this definitely is a prove it style game. Uh, much like the previous two games, they're just prove it because of the way that, you know, the trends have been going and what we know that this Coyotes team is capable of. Like, you, like you gave us an insight. The Coyotes, I should say, like, I'm talking to the Coyotes right here. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave us an insight on what that you are capable of with a five game winning streak over all of those Stanley Cup champions in the Stanley Cup gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Like you that's the inside of what you're capable of. Like am I am I to expect that you can sustain that all season long? Of course not. But if you can at least, you know, bring some some ounce of that kind of energy throughout the entire season, whatever it is, even if again it doesn't like I said it doesn't have to match the energy. An ounce of that energy. I will at least be happy. Um, but this still has to, it does have to be an approve it kind of win for the Coyotes tonight against the Senators. Can I offer a theory? So if we've looked at it and for the most part on this show, through the ups and downs, their last 10 has been around 500, be it a game above, a game below, exactly 500. They've been around that. Right. And uh, it was frustrating when you're winning one, losing one, win one, lose one. They just kept alternating. Then you rip off a three-game losing streak, the first one of the season, five-game winning streak, followed by a four-game losing streak. So obviously they're going to be in the middle of a six-game winning streak right now. Um, but is is there a certain perception where when it's as extreme as it is now, where it's a pendulum swinging, it's not like a seesaw back and forth, it's a swing, either losing or winning, does it make the problems seem worse than they are? Or is it just more frustrating? I think it's just more frustrating because like a lot of the problems are going to be there that they're going to have to keep ironing out. But when the goal scoring just like disappears for two or three games or yeah. four games or five, like it gets, fr- it gets frustrating. You're right. It does get frustrating. It gets in- incredibly frustrating. And like, especially because throughout the course of the season, the team has been trending only up. They've mm-hmm. been like at least on like based off of just overall look of the team stats wise, this team has been a lot better than any of us have ever expected. Um, so, and I feel like when that kind of like you said, I think the pendulum example is perfect. When you take a look at that, I think it makes it more frustrating because when you go on that five game winning streak and then that four game losing streak, it's just like. How are they letting this happen? This is a much better team than than uh, we're led to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of makes you question everything. It really does. <laughs> it's like I, I think it's also because it's like it's veiled mediocrity. Like it's it's literally the 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 one loss, one win, one loss, like whatever. Or you do like maybe two losses, two wins. Like that's a little more like painful mediocrity but when it's such a such a vicious swing either way like i think that's like a frustrating media like no matter what i th- i think it's safe to say at this point i was right painful mediocrity record wise i did not expect it to be this fr- <laughs> it's like i i i i do apologize a little bit that like i get as frustrated as i do but like this team legitimately will go from looking like a they can make it to the second round of the playoffs to oh my god they're alive <laughs> 
<laughs> they're just past lottery teams. Yeah. I mean, I I will say to even more a little bit more to the Coyotes' credit, they've been getting healthier by the day since mm-hmm. that losing streak. Right? Yes. You know, you had the return of McBain. I feel like once McBain got you know got his feet going, things started started moving a little bit more in the good direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that cannot be looked over either. Nope, because right now the there are three notable injuries. You have Jersey, who I, I do want to talk about like in the next episode if we do a nice little bonus for you guys. I do want to talk about the Jersey thing. Hayton, which is this injury is showing how valuable he was to this team. And mm-hmm. then as a solid depth guy, Travis Boyd, who is having a solid a solid year. He's he's not been bad his entire Coyotes tenure. We just had the first line Travis Boyd meme, which was yeah, which was which was just like no, no more of that, please. <laughs> um, but again, but that's not not necessarily just because he's bad, just because he's not a first line guy. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's a he's a bottom sixer. He's a bottom sixer, but he's but he's but he works perfectly in that bottom six role. And he also works really well with. Uh, I think he went to college with Schmaltzy, but him, him, Schmaltzy, and Kells have good chemistry. That's really it. It's like he just happens to to work really well. Sometimes you get that system quarterback, and the system don't look too bad. Yeah. All right. All right, Matt. We got the uh, we got we got the Fanduel odds for this game ready. Do you mm-hmm. re- are you ready to hear them? All right. All right. All right. Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs. In yes. They're gonna win at, at, at underdogs. Minus one hundred five on the money line, minus one fourteen for the Senators. So it means that this game is kind of a toss up under, like pretty very yeah, very toss up standards for the Coyotes. Uh, you know, for Fanduel standards, mm-hmm. uh, total points still remains at six and a half. They got they got to adjust that. It's getting annoying. I, you see, my gut is telling me to watch out for what I want to say. What I want to say is this logically you have a team that's going to be fired up in Ottawa. You have a Coyotes team that you're at home and they've been playing pretty well at home, especially after the first handful of, uh, of Rocky bits at home. They've been playing really well. It should be a high scoring game, but every time I want to say it's a high scoring game, there's like a 28% chance. It's like a two goal game. So I am just going to go with it's going to be a three to one final under the six to uh, under the six point five. And I will give it to the Coyotes because I am a homer. Gosh, darn it. And I'll go <laughs> donor. I am a donor. All right. I am. I will continue uh, uh, on that thought and be like, OK, I agree with you. I believe on the under in this one um, based off of, you know, the I think it's just like. This the trends and things been going. It just just feels like it's gonna go that way, um, to me. Uh, and I'm gonna stick with you. I am going to give the Arizona Coyotes the uh, the money line bet uh, at at minus one hundred five. I feel like that's a decent value to have them at. Mm-hmm. Um, all all things considered, uh, I I will pick them the win on this money line bet. Uh, with my final score, I will give it. Um, you know what? I'll mirror your score. Three to one Coyotes. Three to one. So if it's wrong, I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. I like blaming other people for my problems. That's how it works here, baby. 
Is that, is that, is that going to be that way? Uh, I, 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 maybe, you know, with the, again, with the potential, no, no confirmation on it yet, with the potential of doing that in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to blame everything on you. But when I when I am drunk, anytime you anytime you anytime you lose in any of the casinos, Robin, I'm like no no. What did I do? I I learned my lesson when it comes to gambling. Here's the meta though: pull out like twenty bucks in ones and just like only show up with like forty or less and just take your time, take your time. And whenever like the waitresses come around to to take your alcohol order because because alcohol is free there. Tip them a dollar until they come back. So if you do it right, they're going to keep coming back. You keep drinking over and over again. Vodka Rebel, Vodka Rebel, Vodka Rebel. By the time your 40 bucks is up, we're going up and down, up and down. Uh, like 15 of those dollars should be should be gone, and you might you might require a hospital visit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meta. My dad, told, my dad taught me the meta in 2018 it, when we went together. I, I will say that something <laughs> like that does work. I've, I've, I've done something – Relatively similar in the past. Uh, anyways, any final thoughts before we close things off? Um, actually, no, no. He- head blank. Well, I guess that uh, that clears it up. Then that's going to be today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube, Sirius XM, and ad free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media or on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter or X as we now know it, know it as at L O underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin with a Y underscore L E A N O. Matthew Jacobson is at the easy sports guy. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back or in a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Oh.